0: So welcome to the NFC West, DeAndre Hopkins. It is Jadavion Clowney on his way out of the division? We're going to be talking about all that and more on this episode of West Coast Offense, of 49ers podcast. So we're going to be talking about the most impactful offseason moves this past offseason in the NFC West. My name is Caesar, and I got my big brother Alex with me. Here, what's up, bro? Hey, what's up, man? I like to call it the NFC Best, but yeah, let's go ahead. The the NFC Best, yeah. And the NFC Best last year was our beloved Red and Gold, our Niners, and there was a a lot of moves that happened this past offseason, and uh, we're gonna get right into it, man. We're gonna get with (laughs) a team that I feel is probably gonna be the most scary next season that's they're definitely going to be, I think, challenging our crown for NFC West supremacy. And that's the moves that the Arizona Cardinals made. So yeah. let's start off with the biggest move. Probably, I mean, arguably this, this whole offseason, not even just the NFC West. But yeah, it's, it's true. the Arizona Cardinals trading for DeAndre Hopkins. Mm-hmm. Arguably top five wide receiver. Where you want to rank him amongst those top five is anywhere. It's anybody's guess. But what are your thoughts? DeAndre Hopkins he's in the nfc west now
1: i I mean deandre hopkins to me i was outside you know i think everybody has like a another player you may watch on another team or or another team itself other than you know your 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 own personal favorite team but to me i think deandre hopkins was one of my favorite players outside of the san francisco 49ers one of those guys was like man yeah i would love to see him in the red and gold i would love to see that you know he's a beast yeah yeah, you know i liked him for for a while and then To see this trade go down to the Cardinals, I was like, "Wow!" And it almost felt like for nothing. You know what I mean? It's like they got nothing in return for this guy. Like to me, top three. You know, if not the best wide receiver in the league, it's like he's got hands. He's he's a you know you throw the ball up there, he's gonna come and get it. You know what I'm saying? So
0: yeah, he's durable. I mean, barely misses any games, and he was putting up he was putting up numbers. You know, with some you know, some journeyman quarterbacks, some bums out there, you know what I'm saying? And then, so twenty a little little quick (laughs) rundown on his past three seasons, so 2017, I mean, we don't have to, the numbers alone don't speak to DeAndre Hopkins' greatness, but, you know, definitely got to acknowledge it, 2017, 96 receptions, 1,378 yards receiving, 13 touchdowns, 2018, 115 receptions. (laughs) 1572 yards receiving, 11 touchdowns, Crazy. 2019 104 receptions, mm-hmm. 1165 yards receiving and seven touchdowns. That's model of consistency. Yeah. And so you just know what you're going to get from him day in and day out and mm-hmm. or you know each and every single year. Yeah. And that just moves down everybody else on the depth chart. At, on um, for the Arizona Cardinals, their wide receivers, yeah. everybody down a little bit. So that means, you know, whatever. Their their best corner is not going to be covering Larry Fitzgerald or no. Christian Kirk. They're going to be coming Hopkins. Yep. And what does that do for the rest of the wide receivers on this roster? That shit makes it look hella scary. And Kyler Murray, that little son of a bitch, that man is just going to be <laughs> – he's good, man. And I'm he's I'm good. really kind of
1: afraid of how well he's going
0: to become now because of DeAndre Hopkins.
1: I know, right? I mean, to me, it's like – we can't, We already had to deal with, you know, one quarterback, slippery quarterback. Now we get another slippery quarterback. Obviously, I'm talking about (laughs) Russell Wilson. But now we get another one that, you know, even you have him in your grasp. That doesn't mean you got him. You got to take him down, you know, and you're giving him more targets, you know, and he's he's already a threat and you're giving him another big target, you know, like DeAndre Hopkins. You know, it's just again, I'm not overlooking the Cardinals. You know, on the not. And not you'd be a fool. Yeah, you'd I, be a fool. They, they were yeah. they were five
0: ten and one mm-hmm. last year, last in the division, but they played us touch tough each and every single you know, game. Yeah. And you think about it now, if you could look at our just really our entire roster, mm-hmm. but specifically the defensive side of the ball, mm-hmm. we're strong on every single level. Yeah, but you can I guess you can kind of even argue that our. It, The strength goes from you know obviously from the front end to the back, but it Mm -hmm. gets weaker, which which each and every single unit. Right. And so you know linebackers or you know or or defensive line linebackers, Mm -hmm. and then you get to like the secondary. Mm -hmm. It's damn it! If there's a weakness on this team, it could be our cornerback. So you get like somebody DeAndre Hopkins now that gets exposed even more so. And Richard Sherman was a fucking beast. Yeah. We know what happened in the Super Bowl. Yeah. He is a year older. Mm -hmm. So I mean, don't you feel that? The, damn, they really did. Cliff Kingsbury and what does that do? Uh, Keim or whatever the dude's name is, <laughs> yeah. the general manager yeah. from the Cardinals. Like mm-hmm. they saw a way to maybe attack this defense and kind of attack our weakness, and that could be our secondary by you know by adding Hopkins. Definitely, it, their offensive
1: acquis- I mean, I'm sorry, their offensive acquisition in DeAndre mm-hmm. Hopkins definitely attacks our secondary. So it's put more mm-hmm. pressure on them to cover and it puts honestly more pressure too on the line to penetrate like we got to get into the backfield a lot quicker yeah. than we were before you know with key losses like DeForest Buckner who knows how that's going to play out so this is it's yeah, there's a little point. there's a little wild cards here and there on that part of how it attacks our defense and I mean it's going to be interesting to see in week 1 it's going to be right there like we're going to see some of it and then it's going to come yeah. later in the year but at least you know we may have a little advantage Week one, especially with this type of uh, off season, that maybe they're not all the way, you know, in sync just yet, you know. So we may be able to get a little, a little bit up yeah, on we, them on that aspect. Kind of, we kind
0: of, yeah, might have lucked out a little bit. Just a little bit. In, yeah. in early, but then we face them later on. I believe in week sixteen or right, so. Yeah. So. so that that's gonna be like an interesting matchup, and um, it it kind of does feel that I know that the Seahawks are gonna be they're feisty, they just won't die, and that's that's a rivalry that I don't want to end anytime soon just because the, whenever we play the Seahawks it's definitely just feels more important but yeah. now when we're playing like the Cardinals I feel like that's a rivalry that's kind of brewing it is and it is. now we get that the their second off off-season acquisition this was through the draft right that was incredible it could be has the potential to be incredibly impactful right it seemed like all of the the pundits, the the Mel Kipers of the world, and uh, the Todd McShays seemed to love Isaiah Simmons.
1: Loved and him. That's Loved what
0: he drafted. He played all over the field, uh-huh. all over the defense side of the ball. A lot of people feel that he's going to be, be able to lock down tight ends. And you know, before we get Al, your th- your thoughts on uh-huh. you know them drafting Isaiah Simmons? Let me just give you a, a couple little factoids for you. So all 2019, right. this is the Arizona Cardinals defense. Their defense allowed the third most receptions against tight ends at 96. Mm-hmm. The most yards to tight ends at 1,148 yards. 16 touchdowns was the second in the league. At, they uh, allowed 10. They were second only to the Browns. So it's safe to say that uh, they were pretty ass at covering tight ends. Yeah. And this is a move where they're, it seems that he, Isaiah Simmons can lock down tight ends. And I think it's safe to say that the best tight end resides in the Bay. So, right, it's it speaks to Kittle's excellence um, that they're drafting players specifically to lock down your best player.
1: Yeah, but, I mean they obviously see who is on the other side of the ball, who might be yeah. the competition in the, in this in this division. So they had to address that just 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 like the numbers you just gave us, right? They knew that that was a huge hole in the defense. You can watch those games. Kittle abuses anyone who was covering there against yeah, the Cardinals. Yeah. It didn't matter who it was, you know, yeah. whether it was in Arizona That's... or it was in you know at Levi Stadium. They he killed them, so they had to address that. And I, I for one, I want to see it. You know, you want to see best on best. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. I think he's going to abuse them a little bit year one, or maybe he steps up. Who knows? You know what I'm saying? This is a, the defense has a, always a bigger step up. You know, a little advantage because. They're going to be able to catch up a little faster than the offense does, you know. Yeah, as far as I'm saying, like season, draft, sure. I'm saying, like a draft, I'm saying like a drafted rookie, whether it's on offense or defense, you know, you're going to see that prevail a little bit more than an offensive player. So I, I'm re- I'm willing I'm ready to see this play out on the field already. And and you get
0: speaking of like this rivalry, I think this could be. Let's say if Yzimans i's, is a player, mm-hmm. and this man is Pro Bowler, All Pro, All Pro, who knows? It's gonna. Fuel this this rivalry that I feel like that is brewing right now because Kittle's a big personality. He talks, you know, I don't want to say he's a big shit talker, but he just he's a big presence on the field and yeah. he's a big personality. So that's gonna probably rub some people the wrong way. And you know, just how physical he plays the game. And Isaiah Simmons, I mean, he, what did he say? In, in, did was it his quote that something about him wanting to guard George Kittle or and try to like lock him down? I remember hearing something along those lines, you know, Isaiah Simmons kind of talking about coming into the league, wanting to cover a player like Kittle. So I feel like this is going to add fuel to the fire when it comes to this rivalry. That, uh, you know, that could be, you know, something that is just as, we might develop that just as much as hatred for the Cardinals as Mm. we do for the Seahawks. But that's true. That's given if the Seahawks actually, or the Cardinals, hold up their end of the bargain and become a much better team next season, which I feel like they're going to be. Yeah, I think so but, uh, too. I think so too. Yeah. And I
1: think one more yeah. thing is just not covering Simmons not just covering Kittle, you know, when he goes out, but let's just say it it's a run play and Kittle goes out there to block. He, you know, he's one of the best blocking tight ends. Yeah. The, the tape has proven that. So what is how is he gonna is he gonna that's, be able to shed that block what, uh, or not?
0: Well. That's not what was his name, Doug? Uh, what's that? What's that dude on Fox Sports One? I don't what know. What was his right. quote again? Oh
1: my, it was ridiculous. It Doug was Gottlieb just, and shit. It was according, he. Worst according quote to him, he's not time. a blocker. Come on, not dude. really a blocker. I mean, they <laughs> killed him. They dragged him through the mud. Like, come oh, on. Man. Like, I,
0: I remember watching that live on yeah. TV. My jaw <laughs> hit the floor. I'm like, this fool would just really just say that. Yeah, they not don't. really a blocker. They don't but, watch right.
1: these games, man. It's like you got your uh, you no. got your. It, you know your intern watching these games because I write some notes down and see what happens. It's like, bro, yeah, no, exactly. I've seen this all the time, man. <laughs> he's killing people out here. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, that's what so, I'm saying. Uh, I mean, we'll see what we'll see what he does.
0: Oh yeah, man, Isaiah Simmons might be in for a rude awakening. He's in, yeah. he's for sure. I hope Kittle gives him his welcome to the NFL moment, week one, week one. Yeah. So uh, we'll move on to the team that was second in the division, the Seattle Seahawks. They finished the season at 11 and five. And a couple moves we're going to get into. Well, two moves that, well, one that's actually not even really official. That's them signing Carlos Hyde. They trade for Quentin Dunbar. Mm-hmm. And they all signs points of them losing to Davian Clowney. But who the fuck knows? Because that man just needs to sign somewhere so we can make this official and I can feel a little better. Mm-hmm. Because I guess the Browns are just loading up the Brinks truck for him. And he's still not signing with them. So what I don't is he know what for. I don't know, man. Maybe he really wants to stay with Seattle, and he's waiting for a sweet deal. Who the hell knows? But let's get into uh, so Carlos Hyde. Mm -hmm. I don't know how much of an impact this move is going to make, but he's coming off his career best, thousand seven yards rushing, right? And um, it seemed, and that's with the Texans. So he's bounced around last couple years after leaving, after leaving the Bay. He went to the Browns, and and, I mean, didn't you know with the fucking. uh, with the Texans, Texans. a little stint with the Chiefs—is that right? I he mean, was that's the what the his Chiefs, some, he, with he's the with the Chiefs, with the Jags. He, he was on a couple yeah. of teams. Oh yeah, I exactly. mean, he's not sticking he around, he's not anywhere, around anywhere. So I think that says something
1: nah. to like, all right, you're good to get the job done. You know, he's become a journeyman yeah. at this point. You know, even though that was the best year he's had, it's just you know, no one's giving yeah. him any long term deals. Nah, I mean, but he's going to come on this one year
0: deal. Uh, what do you think about this? Uh, about uh, I don't know, like was he a fan favorite? I don't know. I kind of just didn't really, never really bought into the Carlos Hyde hype. Man, I, I was too attached to Frank Gore too much just to be like, you know what, Carlos Hyde yeah. is never gonna, I, he's I, never gonna I, be able yeah. to fill those shoes. But
1: I, I thought he was think. gonna step up more than he did. I just, I felt like, mm-hmm. I think, I thought he was gonna be the running back to, to, not carry the torch, but at least bring some kind of, continue the tradition a little bit of it, you know. And it just yeah. never, it never materialized on the field. At one point, you're like, get this guy out of here. Like, he's just in the way now, you know? <laughs> and they live, you know. Especially because so he
0: felt like he was under Frank's tutelage. And he felt yeah. like, you know what? You know, you you're, you have so much talent, so maybe you can kind of carry the torch mm-hmm. a little bit. But it did it just didn't really kind of fully materialize. No, but no, As no. far as him at, coming to the, the Seahawks, what kind of an impact do you think that that's going to make?
1: Um, Obviously, they got him for those, you know, short yardage situations. But to me, yeah. you know, this is what I envision. I envision... They run in some play up the middle and then Greenlaw just lays him out <laughs> or something. <laughs> that's what I want to see. Anyways. I like it. I, yeah. I like you know, the, I'm just, I mean, he never did something. I felt like he never materialized for us. He's been around the league. I don't see him as much of a threat. You know, I think this linebacking core is, is, is built for anything that you put up against it. And really that's who yeah. it attacks. It attacks Greenlaw, it tracks, uh, you know, attacks Warner, you know in mm-hmm. Alexander. They're, they're, these are the guys, you know, this is the squad that's going to have to deal with with the running with the running game, you know what I mean? So I just I'm not I'm not overly worried about Carlos yeah, Hyde playing he, on he, the he, Seahawks. Carlos Hyde, yeah, we're not we're not I'm losing yeah, any Carlos sleep, yeah. I think it's safe to exactly. say
0: we're not losing any sleep over Carlos Hyde signing with the Seahawks. No. It adds depth. I mean, they had all kinds of crazy injuries last mm-hmm. year. Uh, Rashad Penny and Pro Size and Mm -hmm. Chris Carson, so this definitely adds depth. So, the next move that I want to talk about, which is going to be very, very interesting, and that's them trading for Quentin Dunbar. A very low-risk move. They only traded a fifth-round pick for Dunbar. Quentin Dunbar's PFF grade in 2019 was the second-highest in the league. A lot of people just seem to say that he was just like a bad fit in Washington, and he's got all kinds of Mm -hmm. Fuckery happening off the field, <laughs> some some legal troubles. Who yeah. knows how that's going to yeah. affect? But specifically on the field, and where are we at on this situation? It, the, the league hasn't made any determination as far as he was involved in that little robbery, guns. Yeah, were, not were the, uh, that arm robbery you know. thing.
1: I haven't seen anything recently on it. I, I don't know. I think the league's probably not, not 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 gonna say they're not too concerned about it, but I think they would have made a ruling on it. I just they don't know where we stand. Like we don't know where we're sure. playing games. We don't know. If this season's going to go on, you know, so I think they're waiting for that to be kind of play out a little bit before they address this. And it, I mean, come on, it looks bad on the surface, really bad. I don't care what anybody's saying. It's just like, you know, if they file charges on you or you getting arrested for this stuff, it's just like, come on, you, you got you got to get suspended at least eight games. Just off because it's a, it's a
0: bad look. I mean, oh, there, yeah. this was happening Real at a bad. point where what was it? Um, There's no news from, out there other
1: than what's going on with COVID nineteen. <laughs> yeah. Like your front exactly. page news right away. It's not one of those things oh, like yeah. oh it, this happens, but no, you're like oh look, we got something. Let's dig it up. Exactly, man.
0: He he's he picked a, a bad time for to do this this kind of. Um, yeah these kinds of illegal activities, man, if this would have happened like during, like maybe during training camp or in the season, it could have flew underneath the radar, but now we all know about it. So there's, there's a possibility that we wouldn't have to worry about Quentin Dunbar, but this could, you know, if let's say best case scenario for the Seahawks, he doesn't get any, any suspension Mm -hmm. whatsoever. And he plays up to his PFF grade and that's, and that's, you know, second best in the league. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, we got some. Our wide receiving core is still young, and yeah. they're getting better. You know, we we um we addra- addressed that in the, in the draft with with drafting Ayuk, and mm-hmm. so that's gonna be very interesting to see uh, to see how that all plays that plays out. Cause there right. seems like that could be like a strength of the Seahawks. But next one I I want to talk about is them. What I said is not official yet. They're Davian Clowney. Right. I, I mean this this is obviously like the the biggest move if in fact he does leave. You don't even have to look at the stats. You could just look at the play on the field and know that this dude just wrecks shit yeah. every single time he's out there. For the most part, when yeah. he like seems like when he's when he's trying, but uh, I just hope he
1: uh, he packs his bags and is long gone from Seattle. I know. Get him out of there. Somebody signed him already. Like you said, <laughs> exactly. like Browns, get your shit together. I don't know what the deal is here, but let's get this yeah. dude signed and out of the division. I mean, you saw what happened against uh, the first game against the Niners, you know, in that Monday night game. Yeah, you know, it was just. And uh, I yeah I I don't need that <laughs> I don't need something yeah. crazy happening to Jimmy <laughs> out there he's getting sacked you know blindsided. Sack and he just gets broken in half or something crazy and got yeah away. exactly but, you know oh, I mean? like, God, exactly yeah.
0: and I mean I mean what was clown he was the the one who who hurt Carson Wentz in the playoff game so oh, wow it's oh. just you know you know that I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty uh confident right that's what I, yeah exactly like, with the little helmet to helmet hit you know you know you could argue whether Jer- that it was a yeah was that that was a dirty we're gonna say dirty exactly just because <laughs> he was wearing a Seahawks jersey exactly any other jersey. <laughs> He maybe could look yeah. the other way, but yeah, he's no, wearing exactly. that, that ugly ass Seahawks jersey. Yeah. So yeah, he's he's guilty. So mm-hmm. hopefully, the Damian Clown, even though it's not official yet, is uh, well on his way to Cleveland or mm-hmm. just uh, anywhere else besides the NFC West. That would be very nice. So yeah. let's move on to the St. Louis Rams, nine and seven last year, third in the division. They already get an F grade. For me, this off season, just because those uniforms are god awful, yeah, they're 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 hideous. So, do they? Uh, you know what? Are we talking about the St. Louis Rams or the L.A. Rams?
1: Oh, yeah, the, the St. Louis, St. Louis Rams. <laughs> <laughs> what the That's hell? how much they fell off of going to the I Super feel, Bowl. I feel, and I I feel like
0: – exactly. I think it's still probably that. I'm still upset at Kurt Warner, and I still got that hatred from the Mark mm-hmm. Bolger era and stuff. Yeah. But, yeah, the Los Angeles Rams. Yeah. And, um yeah, they still they, they still get the F grade from me. I don't care if they were in St. Louis or Los Angeles. There's no uniforms. New uniforms are hideous.
1: Yeah. And, um i don't know how terrible. you mess oh, that no, up terrible. i mean I, oh, i'll be very honest, easy i be honest to get it right I, it's so easy to get it right i mean i like i like uniforms you know i like the a good laid Big out uniform, uniform you know oh, yeah, yeah exactly so to me i'm like how do you mess this up just pull up some film and there you go it's like almost a copy and paste situation maybe with a little very. modern twist on it gradient numbers it looks like you got plastic on it it just looks like you change yeah. the logo it's like come on man like
0: it's the most <sighs> easiest thing to do, and I think we're we're gonna be doing some. This is some live producing. I think uh, we just kind of might as well just do the next podcast in this slow off season on some uh, on the best uniforms in Niners history. Yeah. That would be yeah, that'd maybe, be a good maybe, one. Yeah, maybe we could do that. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that off air, off yeah. the record. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, terrible off, terrible uh, unis. Um, let's get into some of the moves, yeah. some of the most impactful moves for them. So they lose Corey Littleton linebacker. Yep. He goes to Las Vegas Raiders. Their leading tackler, and um, and then they also lose Dante Fowler, which was second on the team in Mm sacks. Defensive end, he goes to the Falcons. So an already a defense that I feel wasn't. I mean, besides, fucking, um, what? What? Why am I blanking on his name? Uh, like the best defensive player in the whole league, ninety (laughs) nine. Why am I forgetting his name right now? Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald, yes, Aaron
1: Donald. Wow. I was just so so thrown off by those uniforms. Yeah. I could only—that's all I pictured. Though I think the names on unions. that team is what just blew you away. I, you felt like they had some good players, and they yeah. just didn't produce. It's just like okay, I mean, that's why they got rid of Wade Phillips, but I mean, I don't think yeah. Well, you know, it's his scheme and everything. He's a defensive coordinator, but I don't know. It's like how do you not make this work? Yeah, exactly. So, and then it's like it just feels like their their
0: their defense is going to take. A, a huge step back again, mm-hmm. and then they lost Clay Matthews, who, who I thought, you know, this dude, you know, I, it, it, who, like, what is he really gonna bring? It seems like he was more of a like a name and a look than than at this point of his career than him right. getting recondition from his play on the field. But I actually thought he played pretty well, you know, last year in some of the mm-hmm. games against the Niners too. So, um, in the in the Rams still played us tough. Kind of, but in, <laughs> more so in the in the uh, in the set in the second meeting in Santa Clara. You know that first game, yeah, we kind of defensively just absolutely just dominated them. Yeah, and, na- and I think next season we play the game, we should be able to have our way if we can kind of contain Aaron Donald. Then we should handle them in both matchups. Right. Um, they re-signed Andrew Whitworth, mm-hmm. who. I mean this this offensive line for the for the Los Angeles Rams, uh was ranked thirty first according to pro football focus. Mm-hmm. And just imagine if they don't bring back Andrew Whitworth then oh, yeah. uh then Jared Goff is just gonna spend half the season on his back and <laughs> might not even make it out of the season, you know, right. and uh in, in full health. So yeah. they signed him thirty eight years old, I believe. He's older who's going who knows if he's gonna play out the remaining years of his contract. Yeah. But um was it kind of like the biggest moves that I, that I was kind of looking at. I had my eye on for for Los Angeles Rams. Um, where, where do you think they stand? And and maybe bringing back Whitworth too.
1: I think the I think they're just handcuffed. Draft picks, nothing's mm-hmm. there. They put a lot of money. There's a lot of dead money that's walked out the door, like in Gurley. You know, it, it they just have no move, so they have to bring back some people to have some kind of you know, resemblance of a team here because other, I mean, yeah. there's a little bit of turnover on that team. So they're, they're I think they're going to struggle again this year and maybe even worse than they did before. Cause they, they've they, got to go through some, it feels term. like
0: they're going to take a step back. Oh like yeah.
1: That. I mean, they got, it's, it's not a full rebuild I'm that kind of situation. It. Yeah. I neither. either, but I think they, yeah, they, they're going to have to figure out what what's what's going to happen here going forward because they got to make some, some things happen. Otherwise it's going to get ugly here for a while for them. Uh, you know, yeah. yeah. To me, I mean, they're probably at the. I'm not even, you know, not really too worried. They did what they had to do. I'm not make, worried yeah, about the yeah. fucking Rams, man. No. You know what? And it was a yeah. a little a little rivalry
0: there that was kind of brewing. Where I was just in such a fuck the Rams mode, just because <laughs> Sean McVay was getting all the love yeah, and look at the boy was. wonder. Look at all these. Look at the yeah. plays that he can recognize. You ask him what happened in Week 15 against the Eagles at home, mm-hmm. and it was. You know, third quarter, third and 12, and what what play did you run? And he kind of right. just rattles it off, just like Shanahan can't do the same thing. Yeah, I know. And he was getting all the praise those first two years. So it was more so that I just felt like he was stealing some shine away from my boy Shanahan. So I know. And now um, oh, they, and got, they Kylo got to come up. Got, and...
1: He grew his beard out, too, so let's go. I mean, what's good? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> exactly. You know, the, the old Shanahan beard. I think he just keeps it on the whole time. Let's let's show up hey, in uh hey, in L.A. And yeah. see, look him eye to eye and see what's good. Hell yeah, man! If we're comparing their their two
0: uh, beards, I think Shani's Beard Game is a little bit stronger. I think so too. That could be the bias. That could be the <laughs> bias in me, but uh, you know, I, yeah. I think the Rams are definitely man. They're they're gonna take a uh, a, a step back, and uh, we should handle them pretty easily. I think n- next season. You no, know, they got J- you know Jalen Ramsey. He's, yeah. still, he's still a hell of a player. Mm-hmm. I'm not a believer in Golf. Thank God they, for their sake, that they brought back Andrew Whitworth. Um, because and you know what we didn't even talk about Todd Gurley because it's like he really wasn't on the field like last year. How much of a factor was he really? Nothing so really. I mean you know, they, yeah. they whatever he's gone yeah, more of it than it. them losing productivity yeah. in Corey Littleton and Dante Fowler. Mm-hmm. So um yeah man we both think that the Rams are going to take a step back um any final thoughts on this uh this offseason moves in the NFC
1: West? I think for me, as far as I mean, the Seattle rivalry is gonna be there. Russell Wilson's still the quarterback; he still yeah. can wheel this team into something, you know. So I think with them and the Cardinals, obviously on the come up, I think it's gonna be one of those three way races, kind of, you know, because it doesn't come easy. Yeah, like, you know, it's a whole new year, and especially what's what's going on now, you know, the whole schedule been thrown off. So you just don't know. The only thing I think what's good for the Niners, and I think it gives them an advantage is that there's a lot of a lot of people coming back to the team defensive and offensively. Yeah. So there's going to be a little more cohesiveness there, especially in the Shanahan system on the offensive side of the ball. That's going to help us. So I think there's yeah, that. That's a good point. Right? And then again, they've made some moves. Uh Seahawks made some moves. Cardinals made some moves to kind of bolster their offense a little bit here and there, but I don't know how much. You know, and I don't know how much that's really going to impact. But it's going to be tough. Uh I know there's a lot of you know, people predicting like 14 and two and all the, I don't, know, I don't know. Like there's, there's a Super Bowl hangover as well. You know, you just don't know how they're going to play. And I think some of this may come into account now, you know, with with this type That's of off season. So I, I don't know. That's yeah. why I'm like, Hey, people are not going to be caught off guard. You know, they called the Niners pretenders for a reason. And I, you know, mm. because like, Oh, they haven't done it yet. Yeah. They haven't done it yet, but they're doing it now, you know, even all the way up through the Super Bowl, all the way up to the Super Bowl. So Indeed. I think it's going to be tough. I think it's going to be tough. I think still Niners take number one, and then it could be, a, you know, two, three could be Cardinals, you know, let's just say Cardinals, Seahawks are close, and then way, way, way at the bottom is uh, the old St. Louis slash L.A. Rams. So <laughs> you go. Yeah. So you say it's,
0: it's going to, you know, Niners, Seahawks, mm-hmm. Cardinals. Yeah. Three miles of shit, and then the St. Louis yep. Rams. So yep. they're they at the bottom of the barrel. And, you know, we're not going to let the Niners have that Super Bowl hangover because we're we're still screaming. We're hashtagging yep. Revenge Tour 2020. Definitely. And uh, you know what? You want to talk about the Cardinals and some of these other, um, you know, specifically the Cardinals bolstering their offense and getting a top five player arguably in their position. Mm-hmm. Well, the Niners match that – not necessarily a wide receiver – but they got Trent Williams, so they, yeah. they're kind of matching, you know, a power move with the power move. Definitely. So he's like all right, cool, you guys got, you got DeAndre Hopkins, we got we got Trent Williams. So, you know, we can almost make DeAndre Hopkins non because 'cause we'll just run the ball down your throat right behind Trent exactly. Williams. And, yep. You know what I'm saying? So it's like and then we could just let loose our pass rush. That's gonna be interesting, bro. I hope <laughs> we have football this season. Even without fans, yeah. I don't give a shit. They yeah. can just put some CGI fans in there for all I care. <laughs> Pump some fake crowd noise yeah. in there. So yeah, that was uh, our um, episode on the uh, the biggest impact, biggest off season moves uh, in the 2020 off season in the NFC West. So all of our content is available on YouTube, and also Apple Podcasts. Thank you guys for listening.